All right. Welcome to the Remarketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I'm your host for today. The Remarketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. Remarketing Podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, Matt, to spotlight you, business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. Purpose number two, to educate and inform our listeners and our audience. With that, we guess we have Matt Johnson, who is an NLP coach and hypnotist. Matt is going to tell us a little bit about himself. He's going to do his own intro because he has a an exciting story that he wants to share. With that, Matt, take it away. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me here. It's an honor. Um, I am Matt Johnson. I am a uh, hypnotist and NLP coach and actually a former agent. Um, I sold a lot when I was an agent. You know, I sold my car, my furniture. And, um, uh, but one day I got the most incredible gift. Um, I was hiking at a place uh, called Point Loma Tide Pools here in San Diego with my family. And we were checking out all the cool starfish and everything the low tides had left. And all of a sudden I slipped and landed the back of my head on a slab of solid rock. Uh, I hit with so much force, my brain actually rebounded, hit the top of my skull, and I, I twisted the part behind my eyes. It's brutal pain. Uh, if you've ever, you know, been zapped by electricity, you know, stuck your finger in a light socket or something like that, that's what was going on in my head. Um, to make a long story short, you know, over the next couple of years, I was so sensitive to light and sound. I, I couldn't even be in a normally lit room, you know, and, you know, having small kids running around, you know, anytime they would laugh or clap or, you know, God forbid, slam a door, uh, you know, it felt like a baseball bat across the back of my head. Um, needless to say, I spent a lot of time alone <laughs> during that time. And, um, even, you know, with my best efforts, you know, I, I played, you know, basically pharmaceutical stunt pilot with my brain, trying to try out anything and everything I could to heal it. And two years in, I was not only uh, not getting better, I was actually getting worse. And um, that as luck or fate would have it around this time, I found out about a, a special type of brain scan done by uh, Dr. Daniel Amen up here in Orange County. Uh, and MRI, which most doctors would use, uh, will look at the tissue, but for, for a lot of brain injuries, they won't be able to tell you much. Uh, what Dr. Amen did was called a spec scan, which actually maps the blood flow and the electrical activity in the brain. It's some really crazy stuff. Um, an Alzheimer's patient will, you know, the brain scans for the MRI will look normal, but in the spec scan, it'll show holes where the, the brain activity isn't happening anymore. It looks almost like golf balls. But uh, long story short, my brain was uh, okay. Uh, was, you know, no dead areas or anything like that. But areas that were supposed to be dark uh, were actually lit up like a fireworks show. And it was the first time I'd ever heard this letters PTSD at, at, in a meaningful way. And, you know, I, I was sitting there in complete shock. You know, I, you know, this was way out of left field, but all of a sudden so many things made sense in my life. And I knew right then that, you know, if I wanted to beat the brain injury, uh, I was going to have to beat the PTSD. Uh, when you have a brain injury, it's all about lowering your brain waves, giving your brain a chance to rest. Whereas the PTSD was keeping my brain in fight or flight on a constant basis. And so tell, tell I, us really quickly what PTSD is, what it stands uh, for. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, okay. 
there are a lot of different um, uh, manifestations of that. You know, a lot of uh, soldiers get it in wartime, things like that. Mine happened to be, uh, it's called complex PTSD, which is uh, uh, repeated, you know, traumatic events, which basically led my fight or flight response to stay on overdrive all the time. So, you know, constantly looking out for that threat. Um, most of us probably know someone with PTSD. They may not even know they have it. Uh, if you see someone who's, you know, very stressed out all the time, it's, you know, uh, there are different degrees. Um, okay. But, um, so anyway, uh, to to be able to beat the PTSD, I knew I had, I had to turn pro. And I had no idea what that journey was going to look like. But instantly I knew the tool, uh, which was NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Um, when, you, when you say turn pro, what do you yeah. mean? Um, I had to get really good at uh, fixing my mental issues. Okay. Um, I, I, I knew uh, a little bit about PTSD at the time, but you know, I, I knew most people who, you know, and you know with the knowledge that i had most people that i uh uh that knew of who had had it you know weren't really able to uh make a, much progress without you know drugs or being sedated which is something i i really wanted to avoid but um i i started you know um started uh by going to a uh, basically a an nlp and hypnosis boot camp i wound up getting you know over the course of months i got uh, quadruple certified in, and and tell both. us tell us again with so neuro linguistic programming could you like yeah could you expand yeah, on that yeah absolutely uh if you're familiar with tony robbins nlp is what he does okay um Tony famously had a woman that had 152 different personalities and she started sitting what? right there in the middle of a seminar. He was able to integrate her right there uh, in the event in about 45 minutes. Now, if you think about, you know, how many years of therapy this poor woman would have needed to probably not get very far. That's the power of NLP. Um, if, uh, if you'd like me to show you how it works, I could do that. If, you know, if I could take just a, just a second to do that. Uh, if you're not driving, uh, uh, you can close your eyes and underneath your conscious awareness, we have a whole system for encoding our world. So think of something that's not too scary. Maybe something that's maybe a three or four on, out of 10 on the scariness scale. You know, maybe you're dreading dealing with a nightmare client or there's a price reduction conversation you have to have with a seller. Maybe it's, it's someone who intimidates you a little bit. I like when that. You, yeah. When we think of anything, we think of it in either pictures and uh, sounds, which includes words or feelings. Those are called your visual, auditory, and kinesthetic modalities in geek speak. But in the 360 degrees around you, when you think about this person or the situation, where are you holding that picture, that sound, or that feeling? First gut reaction. I want you to, wherever you identified that you're holding that in space, reach out and touch it. Trace the edges of it with your fingers. Just whatever your first gut instinct tells you. Now take that picture, that feeling, that sound, whatever, and stretch it out so it's twice as big. What does that do to the feelings around it? If you're like most people, it made them even worse, which is why I told you to pick a three or a four. So go ahead and shrink right. it back down to its original size and then shrink it back down to half its original size. What does that do to it? For most people, it's going to be, it's going to ease the tension, right? Okay. So take that same picture, half size and 
put it up so that you're looking up at, at it. It's looking down onto you. What does that do to the feeling? Again, it'll intensify it for most people. Uh, it's subconsciously, um, when you're looking up at something, we see it as an authority figure or a, a dominant okay. figure. Uh, take that picture, move it down. So you're looking down on it and notice how that changes the feeling. Okay. Now take it and throw it behind you. <laughs> so it's back in your past. And if you're like most people that gets rid of a, a good bit of the stress around it. Um, gotcha. If, if you, so one of the things that kicked off our like conversation was I was like, man, I'm trying to bring, uh, product to some of my students some of my clients i'm like i'm trying to get them to kind of integrate more uh video mm -hmm. into their marketing and communication yeah and yeah. something that like constantly comes up is like uh like i kind of know what it is but you know like i like i was telling you before i'm like i'm always given like the to just do it option and it's, yeah. it's, it's a little bit deeper than just doing it so with your guidance and with your assistance I would like to kind of maybe um, structure our conversation today around how we can like maybe get over because it's not just video. It's like, again, like it's an insecurity thing. Like we're worried yes. about what people think about us. And yes. I think even before the video, some people are even just scared to put themselves out there on social media. Yes. So I want to hear like your guidance, your, you know, I want to help us got, help me guide our audience on how they can start to apply some of this stuff into their business, generate more leads, get better marketing, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. And you hit the nail right on the head. The first step is dealing with that fear. Um, okay. Human beings, uh, you know, our caveman, cavewoman ancestors, uh, if we got booted out of our tribe, that meant almost certain death for both us and our offspring. So any time that we're facing any kind of uh, ostracism, which can include like ridicule or any type of loss of status in our tribe, the exact same fear circuits light up in the brain is when you're facing a life or death situation. It's that important to the brain. So what we want to do is first deal with that fear. And I'm going to show you the technique that I used in my very first Facebook Live. Uh, take a wild guess why I chose this topic for my first Facebook Live. But um, what you want to do, imagine yourself getting on camera and feel that fear start to come up again if you're not driving close your eyes and i want you to point where in your body you feel that fear just point to it for most of you it'll be somewhere in your gut but whatever your first gut reaction is just take that and run with it now if that fear had a color in your mind's eye what color would it be first gut reaction now if it had a shape what shape would it be Again, whatever comes up first for you is probably the right answer. Now, I want you to imagine that shape moving. If that shape had motion, what direction would it be turning in? All right. Now, if it's hard to tell, you can try turning it to the right and to the left. Which one feels more natural? Now, whenever you have identified that direction for you, first thing I want you to do is drain all that color out of it. Just drain it right out. And you can fill it back up with whatever color you like. Some people like gold, or pink, green, blue, whatever feels right for you. Now I want you to reverse the spin. Take whatever direction uh, uh, you were turning it when it made you nervous and go the opposite. See what that does to the feeling. Taking whatever direction feels best for you makes you most relaxed. I want you to spin it up. 
double the speed, triple the speed. See what works best for you and just do that. Now try adding sparkle into that color you just added. Watch it swirl throughout like a candy cane or one of those poles in front of a barbershop. Now, all we've done, this is, uh, uh, we're adding basically a visual component to a subconscious process. Your subconscious controls basically everything in your body from your heartbeat and your breathing all the way to your body temperature and you know how and where you hold stress. So your subconscious uh, responds very powerfully to symbols. So all we've done is taken that stress, that, that feeling you're holding in your body and give it a symbol. Once we've given it a symbol, we can then play with that symbol, which will get your subconscious to do the corresponding uh, changes to that feeling. That's all NLP is. Um, we're just uh, communicating with your subconscious in its own language. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of what I, when I first got started getting in this kind of work, you know, a lot of the, the, uh, the hype was around affirmations and things like that. I know some people they work well for, um, me personally, I was not one of them for me. It was kind of like digging, uh, you know, a ditch with a spoon, <laughs> you yeah. know, I was making some progress, but not a lot. Uh, once I learned how to do this and get good with manipulating the pictures and the feelings and all that, that's when I started to make quantum leaps. That's, that's interesting. I was, I was having a conversation the other day and I brought up the, uh, the documentary, the secret. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, it's like a great, like, it's good. It's good, positive thinking. But I was like, there's still something missing. And that reference that you made, like digging a ditch with a spoon, I was like, yeah. I just always knew something wasn't right. And I was like, there needs to be more and there needs to be like, uh, like action behind these things. But yeah. furthermore, um, I started to learn like the, the importance of visualization and stuff like that. And they, they included a component yeah. of that inside of that documentary but there was still like some stuff missing and yeah. i say all of that to say that um it it kind of didn't work for me i was like all right we need to do real we need to do some real work and when i started to do the real work that helped uh furthermore like just recently this year uh which and i'm telling all this to like tie it into like because i want to hear you talk about hypnotist this year i had a um i have a colleague like i have an accountability group and uh, she asked me to do some stuff for her and like be barter like services. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, sure. And she did a, uh, she gave me a hypnotherapy session. And during that hypnotherapy session, I started learning this stuff about me that was like, that I didn't even know what was holding me back. And it sounds like really weird, but it was like really true. And me as a child, and just so people know, like I'm very transparent as a child, my mother was abused by my father and I was holding on to that um, all the way back till I was about one year old. And during my time of being like, she called it induct, inducted. Am I saying that induction, right? Yeah. 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 During induction, I was like, you know what? I'm going to come in here. And I was being like kind of arrogant, right? There's, I just recently came up with a quote. I'm like, I like to say that I'm, I'm a little controlling, but I'm not a dictator. Right. So I'm trying to control the environment and I'm trying to control the situation. And right. I'm like this, I'm going to come in and she want me to go and she want me to express my feelings and see all this stuff. And I'm just going to give her a little bit. I'm not going to give her what she wants. And, uh, I was like, you know what, let me be a little bit more open than that. And my, like she, takes us through a process like kind of go down the stairs my process yeah. of going down the stairs i saw like my stepfather mm -hmm. and i was like all right this is the source of my issues 
I'm going to blame it. I was trying to look and find and blame someone. Like consciously, I was trying to blame someone, right? But subconsciously, when I finally went under the induction, it took over. And it let me know what the real source and what the real problem was, which is uh, my biological father who abused my mother. And I had trauma because I did not, because I was unable to protect my mother uh, from one year old. And she kind of helped me clear some of that. So I say all of that to mention that I had, like you mentioned earlier, you was like, I had to go pro, right? So my variation of I had to go pro is I like to seek professionals to help me individually, whether group coaching, whatever it is, like help me get over the hump and to the next level and it's a little bit weird because i didn't even know that this was a real thing i didn't even know but i I got that professional service done and it made a world of a difference so she gave me hypnotherapy and you also uh you you mentioned nlp but you mentioned like hypnotist too so could you talk us through like hypno like the hypnotist aspect Uh, of things too similar nlp is a subset of hypnosis Uh, it is done without the induction where you're going down the stairs we just do it at a conscious level um it it depends there's a lot of different use cases for both uh there's some some of those will overlap Um, nlp it typically uh for me if if it's something that you're going to have to do in the moment, if it's a stressful situation you're going to have to come up against, you know, then I'll, I'll use NLP because you're at that brainwave level uh, where you're going to have to use it. Um, okay. If it's something deep seated like the childhood issues or whatnot, some deep trauma things like that, I, I always go to hypnosis. Okay. Hypnosis is an incredibly powerful tool. Um, okay. Most of us are familiar with the fact we have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind but we assume the conscious mind is the one that's large and in charge. In reality, yes. nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, your subconscious okay. mind is actually thousands of times more powerful than the conscious. Wow. Um, have you ever had the experience of driving home and suddenly realizing you haven't been paying attention the whole time? Yes. Uh, we've all had that, right? Who is doing the driving? Your subconscious was because you've done it over and over again. You've given it so much repetition, it's learned how to do it for you. That's how the process works. So you've seen the four levels of mastery. You get to, you know, unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know all the way to unconscious competence is the top level where you're unconscious. It becomes competent at it. Right. Uh, that, that goes for driving. That goes for sports. That's why, you know, Steph Curry can hit a three from 40 feet away with five guys hanging on him. It's because his unconscious has become competent. At it. He's not, doesn't even have to think about it anymore. Um, the trauma and things like that, yeah, that stuff gets buried uh, okay. deep in the subconscious. Your subconscious actually remembers everything that's ever happened to you. Um, it's they've done, you know, brain surgeries on uh, people, and they've experimented. I don't know what the purpose of the experiment was, but they've stimulated uh, certain parts of the brain, and these people start talking about things that happened to them when they were babies. It's all in there, and um, what happens is from the age of like zero to seven. Uh, it's, it's for human beings, it's called the imprinting phase where basically your brain is in what's called an alpha state. Um, you've taken in huge amounts of data. You're, you're a sponge, but we haven't developed what's called a critical faculty yet, which means we can't judge any of the info that's coming in. So very typical thing is mom and dad are fighting. It must've been something I did, or I need to protect mom or something like that. Um, when in reality, you had no control over that situation as a child, but you just couldn't see that yet. Um, a lot of the work I do, uh, both NLP and hypnosis is getting you to see those traumatic events from an adult tool set 
so you draw a new set of conclusions about you know yourself about the people you're able to see things more holistically than you did at that age um did you know by the time you hit 30 years old up to 95 percent of all your behaviors are directed by your subconscious mind absolutely um, not it, it is that powerful uh again anything you do with repetition is going to be learned by the subconscious and taken over for you it's incredibly efficient that way um that same programming the the stuff that allows us to drive home without thinking about it it controls almost all our behaviors it tells us what to approach what to avoid what we can have what we can't who we are and who we aren't it controls you know how we process the world how we react to everything and everyone and ultimately our life circumstances that's the reason so many people run into problems when they're trying to upgrade those circumstances because the programming isn't in alignment with the new goal right that programming can be rewritten though and when we do miracles can happen you know my dad smoked a pack a day for over 30 years and i remember as a kid seeing him try to quit over and over and over again and failing miserably <laughs> and until he got hypnotized after one session of hypnosis he told me he never even craved cigarettes again wow. that's how powerful it is and you know why did it work though it's because it targeted that habit that behavior where it lied which was in the subconscious mind that's why Tony was able to integrate that lady, you know, with 150 different personalities because he he was talking to the right part. Um, now, I, I don't want to bag on talk therapy or anything like that. It's definitely got its place. Um, but if you're trying to use that to deal with, you know, some of these subconscious issues is you're digging the ditch with the spoon base, in my opinion. You Thank know, you. Thank uh, you for sharing that. Um, when I was uh, when I was starting getting ready to go through like the hypnosis the uh and her name's cannery her name's mm -hmm. cannery ko and she told me she was like i really don't believe in willpower and this and the like i guess she was referring to like the normal conscious i was like i don't know but as soon as i went through the experience i was like wow i see exactly why she's saying that and it was only one session and yeah. it made me be more open to other things so yes yeah yeah, absolutely. Uh, that That's a funny point about willpower. Um, one of the processes I teach, um, every human being, you know, no matter what it is, we we do it to uh, either gain some kind of pleasure or avoid pain at some level, no matter what it is. Um, it's it's one of those two goals. And I'll give you an example. Um, I'll use uh, working out. Every year I see my gym packed the first week of January, right? You can't get a parking spot. You can't even get to a machine, right? And by week two, it's about, you know, about half the new people are gone. By week three, it's pretty much back to normal. Why do so many people give up, you know, two weeks into a 52 week year? The reason is they're trying to take too much pain on at once. If I take the approach of I'm going to starve myself and work out six hours a day, how long do you think you're going to stick with it with that approach? For me, I, I I might make it a day three. You know, it's um, you know very few people have the the willpower to uh, stick with that kind of a program. But if you take just a little bit at a time, Tony uh, Tony Robbins called them two millimeter shifts to start where you are. If you're intimidated about going to the gym, just go swipe your car the first day, and then you know maybe day two you try a machine, something like that. But you just start you know a uh, little bit and just add to it every single day. Um, it's how, how, how would you like the two millimeter concept how would you apply that to uh let's say I, i'm let's role play i'm like really scared 
uh, I want to grow my business. Uh, uh-huh. I kind of I kind of want to do social media because it's like a quick way to do it. Uh-huh. Uh, Witters and I, like ultimately, I want to do what Jerome is saying, but he's just saying do it. It's not making sense. Like, how okay. do I even get out there and start to do those videos? Like, what are some two, uh, some key two millimeter shifts that I can employ so I can get out there and start doing the video marketing and doing the marketing that Jerome is preaching? Like, just get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if ultimately it's boiling down some kind of fear. Um, okay. So what you want to do is maybe re- just record a video on uh, for yourself and just practice. You know what I mean? desensitize getting in front of that camera when there's, you know, before you uh, put yourself in front of an audience, you know what I mean? That way you'll get practicing, you get reps in, you're going to be way more confident when you get out there and start putting that, uh, that content out there. Um, also, um, again, going back to the whole pain pleasure thing, you want to really learn how to love the process. Um, you know, fun gets done. Uh, again, if you're starting easy and you you know you leave a little bit left in your tank every day, you make it to where you look forward to going back. Um, using you know exercise as an example again, I I used to get up and uh, go into the gym at 4 a.m. and I did that for six years straight, five six days a week. You know, like clockwork. I almost never missed unless I was sick. Um, the reason I was able to do that is because um, I knew two things. Number one, I like listening to Tony and number two, I love shooting hoops. So I always, uh, I always had Tony in my ears during the workout and I would always play basketball the last 10 minutes of my workout to give me something to look forward to. That way when that alarm went off at 4 a.m. and I, I'm, you know, I've got to drag myself out of bed, um, I, I have an image that I can flash on that makes me actually look forward to it. Um, if you can find a way to make it fun and I remember, you know, I think it was fourth grade and I I got, you know, uh, got a bad uh, illness and missed a lot of time from school. I had to make up, you know, probably a month's worth of homework one time. And I'm sitting here dreading it. And my sister tells me, well, if if this feels like school, just, you know, eat something, pick out. So, you you know, so it doesn't uh, seem like it anymore. That one tiny little trick actually worked. I, I didn't feel like I was in school anymore. I was able to, you know. Uh, make it somewhat fun. And so it, it just didn't change, you know, the, the difficulty of the task, but it got rid of the resistance in me, if that makes gotcha. sense. It does make sense. Uh, Matt, could you help uh, for the people? Some people are probably like, okay, they're talking about NLP. How does this help me in my business? How does this help my marketing? Could you help them understand? Oh, absolutely. Um, especially coming into like a market like we're going into right winter is coming in real estate uh, for a lot of markets here um uh, the biggest uh thing you can do for your clients is give them that sense of certainty um a lot of people are going to be fearful about this a lot of you know sellers you know want to look at comps from two years ago which you know no longer apply that kind of thing um when two people meet as long as there's you know as long as there's connection as long as there's rapport the person who is the most certain will start to influence the other. And so if I can create that sense of absolute certainty within myself. Um, I can impart that to my clients. Uh, I'll give you two tricks for doing that. Uh, number one, um, Berkeley did a study years ago where they took manic depressive patients and they had them uh, do one thing. These are people who were maxed out on depression meds and were still depressed. They had them every day looking look into a mirror for 30 minutes and grin so big they could eat a banana sideways right at the end of that 30-day subject with these you know olympic athletes of depression 
all of them reported no longer being depressed and a lot of them were able to kick their meds. Uh, I'm not encouraging that. Talk to your doctor, you know, before you try anything like that. But that shows you the power of uh, a simple uh, trick, which is holding your body in a certain position. And in this case, it was grinning. Uh, if you look on YouTube, uh, there's a psychologist named Amy Cuddy who did some really fascinating research with this. If you look at any athlete who wins any sport, any country, any culture around the world, what pose do they always hit when they get that big victory? V's for victory, right? Hands up, you know, make it, making the V. Another variation of this is called the Wonder Woman pose where, you know, head up, shoulders back. Uh, you put your hands on your hips and your elbows are flared out. Uh, those two poses, uh, she did testing with this. Um, if you hold them for two minutes, uh, you raise your testosterone levels, both men and women. Uh, testosterone is the dominance hormone. You raise your testosterone hormone uh, levels up to 25%. You lower your cortisol levels which is your stress hormone by up to 20 percent all by holding a pose for two minutes wow yeah um it's uh the reason for this is your brain and body are in what's called a cybernetic loop and all that means is one controls the other so if i told you i had a friend who was depressed i bet you without you know even seeing them you could tell me a lot about them would their head be uh you know up or you know slumped forward would their shoulders be back and tight or would they be slumped down? You know what I mean? You know a lot about my friend, even though you haven't seen him. It's because, you know, we've all practiced this at one time or another. So if you want to hack the process, all you've got to do is hold your body in that, you know, triumphal pose. You can hit V's for victory, the Wonder Woman, or just, you know, head up, shoulders back. It is physiologically impossible to feel depressed or anxious or anything like that when you hold these poses. Uh, again, you got to make a radical change to your body. But it, it gives you, you know, when you're walking into that listing appointment or that conversation you don't want to have with yourself, whatever that is, or, you know, doing your social media, um, hitting that pose is an instant quick fix uh, to give you a jolt of confidence. Thank you. Number, number two, right. and this one is going to require a little bit of homework. Um, you have to get into your client's shoes and figure out why is it in their best interest to make this move. A big part of real estate, big part of sales is getting people off the fence, getting them over their fear uh, and, and actually making the jump that's right for them. Whoever cares most about the client's outcome is going to win, which includes them. So if, if you're going in only worried about yourself, you're going to uh, you're going to be fearful because you're going to be worried about, oh, I'm not going to get this commission. I'm not going to get my needs met and they will smell that. All right. If you go in looking for you know what's in their best interest why do they need to to make this move now maybe it's you know their credit is on the fringe and you know lending standards tend to tighten when houses go on sale which you know nonsensical to me but you know it does happen uh maybe it's you know they're downsizing and the market drop in a smaller house is going to be less than it is where, where they're at whatever that is maybe it's personal reasons or whatever get inside their shoes and see why they need to make this move now and why it's in their best interest. When you can communicate that, uh, A, they can't argue with you and B, they're going to follow your lead because they, they're going to know instinctively you have their best interest at heart. Um, if, if you're having trouble doing that, uh, the way to do it, uh, is get around someone who's, you know, figured, figured out those reasons. There will be someone in your office who thrives during the downturn. 
what you want to do is get around them, get their strategies, get their psychology. That's the fastest way to level up and the best chance you have to survive and maybe even thrive during this downturn. Gotcha. Thank you. So um, I would like to know, like for people that's like this, Matt is talking some good, some good stuff. Uh, what kind of like services do you offer? Any products do you got? Like, tell us about some of the stuff that you do and how people can work with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do um, NLP services. I do, uh, you know, what's called a, I call it a breakthrough session. It's basically we go back through much like your hypnosis session where you went back and uh, went through the childhood trauma. I do uh, uh, multiple processes at once. We, um, time uh, do one called timeline therapy where we go back to your very first uh, instance of negative emotions there was a time before you knew what anger was or fear or hurt or guilt we hit the, the five major negative emotions uh, and take you back in your neurology to a time before you knew those existed we look at those very first events uh, where this popped up for you and we give you again that adult tool set so you uh, reframe the uh, conclusions you made at that time a very powerful process again it's like you know if mom and dad are fighting you tend to blame yourself versus now you can see okay they were just you know in a, in a crappy state at the time they were dealing with you know whatever was going on at the time um i do a lot of hypnosis uh thing it's it's kind of hard to narrow down because i i get so such a variety you know i get you know, anxiety depression all the way to you know eating disorders ptsd you name it. I, um, I've, I've cleared, you know, so many things, even dyslexia. Uh, but, um, it's basically we get into the operating system of your brain and, you know, whatever's uh, rattling or whatever's not working right to, to help you get to where you want to go. We fix it. Um, after that, I have a program I, I call unlock you 2.0. Um, I, I told you about, you know, when I first discovered I had PTSD, uh, sitting there in the psychiatrist's office, I was in complete shock. And my wife asked the question, you know, how do we put him back together? How do we make him into who he would have been? Because I, I got mine at a very young age. Um, and the psychiatrist said, you know, you can't do that. It's, you know, how do you meet this, you know, some hypothetical, how do you even know what that would be? And he was right. But that question really grabbed me and I, I couldn't let it go for the longest time. And what I finally realized, you know, you know, studying the you know the best of the best in nlp tony robbins richard bandler steve andreas uh hypnosis uh, david snyder marissa peer people like that you can't hit that hypothetical person that i would have been because there's no way of knowing it but i can redesign my identity the way i want it and so i have a process called unlock you 2.0 that does exactly that uh, we every human being has the equivalent of a jet engine, which is your drive, your focus, your habits, all that, but also an anchor, which is all the crap that holds you back. You know, negative emotions, limiting beliefs, uh, distractions, things like that. Most people, when they want to level up in their life, um, they want uh, they want to start by revving the the engine up. Uh, problem is, as long as the anchor is attached, the faster you go, the more drag it's going to produce. So uh, uh, the unlock you 2.0 process is uh, the first phase of it is first cutting off that anchor. We get rid of all your mental, emotional garbage um, and stage two, we fire up that engine. We talk about, you know, state, hold it, you know, with the power poses and all that. Uh, we program that kind of thing into you hypnotically. Uh, 
uh, we also uh, uh, take your inner critic and actually reform it into an inner coach. So instead of somebody, you know, that that voice in your head, you know, constantly going off, you know, telling you negative things, trying to keep you in your comfort zone, we actually flip it around and have it, you know, turn into a coach, someone who's going to help you get to where you want to go. Phase three is actually finding a perfect direction. We all have gifts. We all have things that we're really good at. Uh, but society tells us that, you know, you should be a lawyer, you should be a doctor or whatever that is. I've actually corrected people who've done this to my kids because I only they know what lights them up. That's how you know you're hitting on the right answer anytime. What lights you up? Um, we help you find that uh, hypnotically. And we also help you embody the traits of it. Uh, I have a one of the most incredible hypnosis uh, exercises I've ever done. Uh, it's it's called it's basically you're able to take on the personality traits of any individual, uh, real or fictional. So if you wanted to be more adventurous, you could install Indiana Jones. If you wanted to be more playful, you could do Captain Jack Sparrow, things like that. It's, uh, it's absolutely what happens is during the hypnosis. Um, you visualize stepping into their body and um all of the uh all the beliefs all the mental models all the perceptual filters that enable that awesomeness automatically get installed in you like software I, it is a mind-bending experience but um those are my two basic uh how, how can uh, we offerings. how can we like get access or like learn about um, I, I was like highly impressed with the unlock you 2.0 uh, but i also want to know how we can get in touch with you uh to like maybe get like one-on-one -on -one services or something oh yeah absolutely uh you can yeah. reach me at uh, matt at nlpmindhacks.com uh if you'd like to you know inquire about anything i do uh you can also check out my facebook group nlp mind hackers uh i go live every every wednesday at 11 a.m pacific time uh, with a different NLP exercise, we resolve, you know, thing, you know, the fear spinning exercise I've done, uh, imposter syndrome, um, you know, limiting beliefs, things like that, all the way up to owning and claiming the life that you deserve. So, yeah, thanks for I sharing do. that. And while I was going through our, you, we were getting ready for the podcast. I, uh, you sent me some pictures in Messenger, and I missed your message. And I want to pose this to you like live, right? So you had you shared like yeah. a lot of helpful resources and documents, and I think like it might be helpful to put together like maybe some kind of mini course or webinar where people could benefit from this. Because like while you were talking, you uh, dropped like a lot of helpful hints and a lot of helpful resources, and I'm looking at these messages that you sent me that I wasn't able to respond to, and I see you got some really cool helpful resources here. So uh, yeah. you got to find your purpose. Uh, how to blast through procrastination you got like you talked about the uh, imposter syndrome and i think that uh, my audience could really benefit from these things because these are some of the things that come up and different people will have different things come up uh, some people fight with imposter syndrome some people fight with the uh, procrastination so i'm saying all that to say that uh, i know you got some awesome stuff and i see it right here i, I didn't even dive into it but just based off what you sent um, I would like to have you back as one as a guest on a podcast. That's one thing. And I just want to come up with a way and maybe you already got some resources where I can put together like a core, like a mini course. Right. We're not uh, to share to the audience and stuff like that. Like these resources, some of these videos, you, videos you've already done are very useful. 
Thank you. Uh, everything I sent you is actually straight out of the uh, Facebook group. I have a library okay. in, in, uh, within that group, and uh, it's got you know the short form of you know every NLP exercise that I do on the lives. Okay. Uh, I also do take requests. So when you join the group, I'm going to ask you, you know, what's the biggest issue I can help you with? Um, okay. And, you know, the ones that get forward, you know, procrastination was a big one. Imposter syndrome was a big one. But I try to handle those issues that, you know, I, I just try to help my group members. So that's, you know, that way it's uh, it's all completely free. It's yeah, I don't spam people. Uh, it's, it's my way of serving everybody. So, you know, I, I realize not everybody's, you know, in a position to be able to to work with me so uh you can get a lot of value there i have people who follow me religiously just because i you know i help them with their stuff and i try to do that you know the stuff that i uh share it's not um it's not like a tidbit like you get with a lot of people i try to go in and actually fix the issue you know as best as i can on facebook but um thanks for sharing that could you tell us the name of the facebook yeah, it is, uh, NLP Mind Hackers. So NLP short for Neuro Linguistic Programming. So if you go to Facebook slash groups slash NLP Mind Hackers, it, it's all right there. Thank you, Matt. Um, let's see. So we are coming up. We got about 10 minutes left. Um, you actually, I didn't get to ask you any of the questions, but Okay. Um, I want to pose to you. I want, that's why, yeah, that's why I want you to come back too. But I, it's still very valuable. I want to, um, I want to see what questions I can best ask you to like kind of uh, as well serve you as well as the audience, right? So, okay. um, I have a section like I, that I like to call the uh, bonus round, like bonus questions, and then I also have uh, the closing table. I like to call it because we're in real estate. So I'm going to try to ask you questions around those things. Okay. And I'm going to start with the bonus questions. The bonus question, the first one I have for you is how can someone bring immediate value to you or your business? Um, all of us know someone who's struggling, okay. uh, especially with the holidays coming up. You know, it's a really sad, really lonely time for a lot of people. Um, if, if you know someone who's struggling or needs help, send them my way. Again, I, I okay. do a lot of that stuff for free. I do have an NLP exercise for how to, you know, I call it how to kick depression's ass for good, because that's exactly what you will do when you follow the exercise. Um, but, uh, send them my way. If they got, you know, heavier duty stuff, then, you know, I can definitely help them with that too. Okay. Second question is very similar. How can someone add long-term value to you or your business? long-term value um that's a good th um let me know how i can help you <laughs> let me know okay. how i can help your audience you know what i mean i am you know in my group like i said i i do the exercises based on people uh, what people tell me they need help with and so you know the the more i know about what your struggles are the the roadblocks that you're running into the more i can help you okay uh closing table now what is one question you wish I had asked you and how would you have answered? Ooh, um, one question. Um, I would say, uh, the question would be probably, uh, how can agents survive the shift? Um, okay. and again, that's, that's all going to come down to mindset. Uh, if you have not been around, I was around in 2008 when, you know, the bottom dropped out of the market. Uh, the people who survived are the ones who were able to a create that certainty that we talked about 
and B, get the strategies that were working at that moment. Um, I saw so many people struggle. You know, I was one of them. But um, it, it, it's all about, you know, first getting that, that psychology, that certainty right in yourself and uh, modeling what's working at the time. Because what's working right now is not going to be working a year from now. Um, and so, and again, the, the best way to do that is to get around people who have figured out both. Okay. And the, the next question I have, like where, so I, I want you to kind of take us through like your programs that you have are, uh, again. So the, the final question is, and you want, I want you to combine the two, uh, the final question, it is not final. It's semi-final is okay. where can listeners find out more about you online? So I want to know how they can find out more about you, but I want you, instead of just saying like a website, I want you to take us through like each of those uh offers that you have and i want you to give us like a high level overview you go here for this here for that here for that Does okay that gotcha. um okay. you can find anything on nlpmindhacks.com um okay. that's that's my main website um i really it's everybody's different. uh some people come to me with a problem and you know i'm able to email them an exercise like i sent to you you know what i mean is here do this and i never you know, and they're, they're good from there. That that's my favorite kind <laughs> to be honest. Okay. Um, I, I dealt with, you know, the heavy duty stuff, you know, PTSD, eating disorders, uh -huh. things like that. Um, for those kind of things, there's, you know, there's always some kind of trauma involved, uh, going through and working that out is I, I call it a breakthrough session. It's basically okay. customized to you. You tell me what ails you and we're going to go back and fix it. Um, those typically last, you know, it's usually around three to four hours, uh, just depending because it's, you know, you've got 30, 40, 50 years of, you know, garbage built up. We're going to go out and wipe it all out in a day. It's, you know, it, it takes some time. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of I's to dot and T's to cross, uh, during that kind of thing. Um, that is, um, in my opinion, the ultimate crap clearing. Uh, I've had people, you know, I, I've had some freaky results, you know, people who, you know, and I don't want to claim any of this, you know, this is, you know, just uh, stories, but uh, I, I've had people get promotions, you know, soon after uh, that they'd been working on for years. I've had, you know, diseases and, you know, physical ailments uh, heal themselves, things like that. Um, just because we're we take the mind and just basically do a reset uh like you would factory reset your phone we factory reset your garbage in, in those breakthrough sessions if you want to build on top of that and you want to just not have you know we've got your anchor cut away and if you want to build you know create the person you know the ultimate you uh, that's where unlock you comes in that's that is a complete protocol to basically change your identity um, you're able to recreate yourself, redesign yourself basically any way you want to, uh, through that program. Thank you. I don't know if that answered the question. That did. That's perfect. Uh, so this is the final question and it's not really a question. So, uh, I got this from another guest. Her name was Dewan. She's like a real estate investor. And she was like, I was on her podcast and she said, give us a final word. Because usually people say, give us a closing statement. And then sometimes people go and it, it was supposed to be a minute and it ends up 30 minutes. So she says, final closing word. Could you give us one word? No explanations. Just one word to close us out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one word, huh? Yes. Uh, can I give a sentence? No. One word. One word. Yes. Um, control. Control. 
Okay, now we, you can give me the sentence and the yes, description. Yes, we are way more powerful and in control of our circumstances than we give ourselves credit for. Okay. Whatever you're facing, whatever challenges you have in yourself, in your life, they're all uh, correctable. Uh, it's just a matter of having the right tools, identifying the issue, where it lies, and uh, using the right tool set to fix it. Thank you, Matt. This has been great. I appreciate you so much. Uh, we're going to do another podcast interview, and we're going to talk about some collaborations and how we can work together and bring the audience more value. I appreciate you so much. And we will be closing out. Thank you very much. I appreciate you well, having me. Could you you can stay around until uh, the the intro goes. The by uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah.